Lord, I just praise you and I thank you, Father God, that we could sit here, Lord, and even though we could be thousands of miles apart, Lord, we could look at your word together. And Lord, um, I just pray for all of, all of us just watching on the live stream, Lord Jesus, that you would bless them and be with them. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would enable us to understand your word, to take it in, and to continue to worship you as we live it out. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, verse 13, when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, are you friend or foe? Verse 14, neither one, he replied, I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. So, that's all we're covering today. So we see Joshua. He's near the town of Jericho. Uh, they, haven't, they haven't started their campaign on this side of Jericho. They haven't, um, you know, taken Jericho yet. And, and Joshua knows Jericho is the first one after crossing the Jordan. It's the first city that they have to take. So Jericho, uh, in a sense, would be like a trial that, that lies before him. He knows he has to, he knows he's on the way that the Lord has sent him, but he knows that a trial lays before him. He knows he has to take out this town as, as archaeological uh, digs have found that um, the town of Jericho was a double wall system. So uh, I've explained it before in the past. It would have one wall, huge uh, battle-ready wall, and then there was fields in between, and then it had a second wall to defend the city. Um, now, this was unlike other cities. Other cities would just have one huge wall. You know you only have one test. So uh, Jericho would have one wall. Enemy would climb, put their ramparts on it, everything, and then they'd get into this gully, and they were helpless because they would have to pass all their supply over the first wall to get over the second wall. And um, by that time, you're, you're sitting out there with all your weapons and making sure that that enemy doesn't get through. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty hard climb, and it would be a pretty hard battle. So Joshua's there, maybe with this laying on his chest, not just laying before him. And, um, and it seems to me that whenever we're on the Lord's way uh, and we're thinking about the trial and we're trying to figure things out, um, we can either despair or we could put our eyes up and see the God-man. We could put our eyes up, as the Old Testament says, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. Now, Joshua is on the Lord's way. He's doing what the Lord has directed him to do. So he can be sure that God will meet him there. And it's pretty cool that God does meet him there. Um, it says, he says he's the commander of the Lord's armies. But b before we get into that, you know, he looked up. He saw a man standing in front of him with sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you friend or foe? And 
the commander of God's armies, uh, God's army is, uh, so Joshua pretty much says, are you, are you with me or are you against me? And the commander says, no, the real question is, uh, are you with me or are you against me? Because the real question is, is, are you with God or are you on your own way? And that's the question we have to ask ourselves, especially as I read this. I have to ask myself, uh, am I just wishing God to be on board for my plans? Am I just, um, you know, sitting there and doing whatever I want, going my own way? Or do I, or do I look to see what God is doing and ask what his will is? And um, I think it's best uh, summed up, and I remember um, reading about Abraham Lincoln. If you don't know about him, he was uh, a president of the United States. Um, he's the one that uh, fought to free slaves and, you know, things of that. You could read about him. And he was a God-fearing man. He was Christian. So um, I just remember he was asked a question and saying, you know, like, oh, Hopefully God's on our side when we do this. And Abraham Lincoln answered, Sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side, for God is always right. And that's what he answered one of his um, right-hand people. And I believe that should be our concern as we walk this life with the Lord. Our concern should be, am I doing what God wants me to do? Or am I going my own way? Because if I'm going my own way, I'm on my own. Uh, I can ask God to help me, but at the end of the day, I'm doing selfish things, trying to meet what I feel my needs are, instead of trusting the Lord and saying, you meet my needs. You are so good that you even give me the des desires of my heart. I want to go your way. You know, so we see um, Joshua... Uh, he, he's, he's like, listen, he's taken up by this trial before him, sees a person with a sword. He could see that this guy's a warrior. And he says, are you with me or are you against me? And the guy says, neither one. I'm not with you or against you. I'm, I'm with God. I'm the commander of God's armies. So, um, so when a, a trial, so one thing that we could do is when a trial kind of lays before you, you need to know whose way you're going. Are you going your own way or are you going the Lord's way? Because if you're going your own way, you're on your own, like I said before. But if you're going the Lord's way, the Lord will show up. The Lord will be with you. Because if, like I said, if you're going your own way, you're on your own by yourself. Um, you have forced yourself there, so you're going to have to force everything with it. And what I would recommend is that when you find yourself by yourself doing your own thing and you realize you're after your own selfish ambitions, um, turn and run to the Lord. Abort. Abandon ship and run to the Lord. Uh, in, instead of going, I'm going to do this, God bless my plans. Instead saying, and Jesus even warned us about that because we don't know the future. So we say, Lord willing, we could do this. Lord what is your will? I want to follow after you. Show me what to do. So, um, you know, if we're on the Lord's path, a trial comes and we'll meet Jesus. We also see this in another part later on in the Old Testament with 
the three Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, they are before Nebuchadnezzar. They know they're following after the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar says, I want you to bow down to me. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar is saying, I want you to turn away from your God and revere me as God and worship me. And the three Hebrew young men say, no, we're with the Lord. We're on his path. We're obedient to him. We're following after him. So Nebuchadnezzar says, have it your way. Throws him into a furnace that is seven times hotter than what it usually is. And in their trial, they meet one that Nebuchadnezzar described as, there's one in there and he looks like the son of God. He looks like, so in other words, when we're on our, in our trials, Jesus shows up. So let's look at this a little closer. So this guy says, neither one to Joshua. And he replies, I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. So we see two indications of who this person might be, this commander of the Lord's armies. Now, commander of the Lord's armies is usually held to God Almighty. Remember what he's called by some of the prophets. He's called uh, the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord over, and what that hosts mean is the Lord over, or the commander over, all of the armies of heaven. That's, that's God's title. The commander of the Lord's army. So, there we have an indication of who this might be. The second indication is this, that when Joshua falls on his face and, and in reverence, he doesn't tell him like angels would normally say. Angels would normally say, get up, I am a servant just like you. Do not worship me. Right? But this commander of the Lord's armies, which is a title that's held to God, says to him, remove your sandals, you are on holy ground. The same way that the burning bush told, or whoever was at the burning bush, the angel of the Lord, which usually indicates that it's the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, this, this person tells Joshua the same thing that the burning bush told Moses. Take off your sandals, you're on holy ground. In other words, God is here, he is present. So take off your sandals. So we see Joshua, and many scholars believe that this commander of the Lord's armies is the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, because we know that Jesus Christ was not created. It says in Scripture that he was at the beginning. He was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So this is before the Word becomes flesh. This is... This is uh, there's a good indication that this is Jesus Christ. And Joshua is standing there before his Jericho, before the campaign kicks off. He may be overwhelmed. He may be looking at their double wall system knowing, man, we've got a battle on our hands. I've got to get everybody ready. And he's standing there and he lifts up his eyes and he sees Jesus. And how cool is that? That when we are on the Lord's way, 
when we're following after the Lord, trials may come, but we know that we are not alone, that the commander of the Lord's armies is with us. He's standing there with us. And he's ready for battle. I mean, there are, I've told you guys this before, but there are plenty of scriptures saying that the Lord is the Lord of battle. He knows. You know, it says that he is a mighty warrior. He raises up the war cry on his own. He gets himself pumped on his own. And he rides out to war. And it says that the nations are as a drop in the bucket to him. Not that he doesn't care about them, but they can't stand up to his power and his might. So we have the one who is the greatest among us. The greatest of all. The greatest that there's ever been. And he's with us if we're on his path with him. So we see there's two things. When we find out that Jesus is with us, we can follow what Joshua does. Joshua humbles himself when he knows that God is in his presence. He humbles himself. It says he got down on the ground. That's, that's humility. He got down on the ground. And he not only humbled himself by what he did, he humbled himself. He said, you tell me what to do. You're in, you're in charge. You tell me what to do. He gets down, he humbles himself, and he worships. Hey, if there's a trial before you today, if there's a Jericho before you today, remember, acknowledge Jesus Christ who's standing with you. Tell him, I'm with you. You tell me what to do. I don't even know. I, I need you to direct me. And you get down on your face, you worship him. You learn to worship the Lord. And he will direct your path. Don't lean on your own understanding, as the scripture says. And he will direct your path. He will do great things for you. You know, it reminds me of Romans 8, 31. So Romans 8, 31 to 37, it says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give up everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So as you stand with your Jericho before you in a trial, look to Jesus today. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our commander of the Lord's armies. Jesus is where the answers are. Worship him today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just praise you and we thank you, Lord, for the encouragement of your word, Lord, that you are the God-man that we can look to. You have overcome death for us, Lord, and Lord, we just have to confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts 
that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you were raised from the dead and we will be saved. And Lord, you promise to continue to direct us as we read your word, as we look to you, as we pray, as, as we follow after you, Lord. So Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.